0: Well, hello everyone. Welcome to Struggle Session. I'm Leslie the Third. I'm Jack Allison, and today we're doing an episode that I expected to do um, a little bit later, actually.
1: Maybe at the end of the month.
0: Yeah, at the end of the month. Uh, but um, we're going to have to call this uh, Meltdown May Part One because yeah. my God, this is the most you know epic Meltdown May that's ever happened.
1: Oh, yeah, this one is this one's big. This one's been bubbling up Um, and we are five days in at this point. We're six days in now. Um, And frankly, you know, uh, we thought it would probably, you know, we should just do these updates throughout the month because it's, it's, it's like. It's 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 exponential at this point. It actually (laughs) seems like it seems like they're breaking out like the curve is spiking more than than the coronavirus. You know what I mean? We're getting like thousands of new cases of meltdowns a day here.
0: I mean, frankly, like you, you know, that the anchors at sports center have nothing to cover now they should be on this they yeah. should be covering meltdown made daily like seeing who's in the lead who you know who's making you know trades who's making mm-hmm. moves which team is getting you know the best meltdowns uh on the field uh out there because i mean the action is just so so intense sports fans My oh
1: yeah fact. this has been a wild month already
0: i i, I don't i honestly you know I don't know where to start i guess i don't want to start with the darker ones we can start with the funnier ones we can start with the oh yeah the, there the, will the, be
1: dark ones folks just uh, be ones.
0: aware that this gets very dark this is very dark all right i'll start with the the funny one i think the funniest one uh has to be one that it it technically it, it kind of almost doesn't count as a meltdown maybe because uh, we didn't explain meltdown may is mm. you know a wonderful an know, annual tradition, tradition tradition where people just get online and have meltdowns during may i'm not sure if we've really gotten to the bottom of the science behind it but no. we do know it's growing and it's getting worse It even got caught like the tail end of april uh, was mm. brought into melt meltdown may for uh, some people um but yeah, that's what meltdown May is. and the funniest meltdown May so far is one that was only kind of barely online, but the fact that it was online is like why it's such a uh, huge thing with meltdown May and that's the, uh, attempted coup of venezuela oh yeah by
1: their independent contractor mercenaries i guess like they're you know they're like but they're kind of just do it, like i mean independent like in the true they're really actually it seems like maybe doing it independently
0: <laughs> well i'd be I mean, like i mean obviously see i mean are you saying that, like, the CIA might actually not be involved? That's no,
1: not no, 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 no. I, I think that these guys maybe volunteered themselves to the CIA. And the CIA oh, okay. was like, all right, go ahead. Okay, okay, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. No, to be honest with you, though, the real truth is, is that, like, you know, Probably these guys like were under contract with the government, and that's like the most fucked up thing of all. Is they've probably been funded like huge, uh, uh only for it to end with them like tweeting
0: out the plan. These guys called uh, Silver Co- Core USA, um run by, you know, these former U.S. Special Ops guys, uh, X-Green Berets, you know, all these operators, all the people who like consult on Call of Duty mm-hmm. and, and uh, fucking Battlefront, uh, Battlefield. Um, these guys decided that, you know, these fake-ass Blackwaters um, apparently decided to run the latest effort to <laughs> stage a coup in villas Wayland mm-hmm. And you were saying they They posted it, and they posted it online Mm -hmm. before they did it.
1: They posted tagging the president, saying, like, we're going to go invade Venezuela for (laughs) you, sir, or something like that. Um, And they got caught, like, immediately. Leslie, this to me reflects a meltdown May of, like... America at its very core. That oh, is what yeah. I, this is really what I think is that like an America and listen, I don't say like this is a good thing or anything like that. I, this is not positive, but Amer- an America that can't drum up like an artificial economy by like building a fake war in like a part of the world that we don't think matters. Like when we can't even do that anymore, we can't like instigate a war and create a chaos and create a chaotic area for us to profit from. Like we can't even get that done anymore like we're so pathetic we can't even like pull off in an Iraq any longer
0: like you know like we, you know this is an, this is an empire in, in total meltdown apparently they tried to go through like Columbia and had like a bunch of weapons in the case that got caught like before the operation I think the other thing about this is that like these guys
1: are legit special operations guys and it, it really drives home the fact that a lot of our military are fucking dumbasses they're not really that like we don't have that good of a military military we have like a very well equipped group of like dumbasses and people that were that you know like of dumbasses really like cops you know what i mean like these are not like you know like they have really good gear and shit like that and they've been trained to like run while carrying a lot of heavy stuff but like i don't know i think they're mostly fucking dumbasses
0: yeah, I you know, looking into it, I kind of want to do, like, we could probably do a whole episode. We can get somebody on to talk about this, because, like, they apparently, they started after, like, the Parkland shootings, like, the the founder of it, because all, all these things are run by oh, guys. they have a whole Instagram. Yeah, yeah, they have a whole Instagram. Like, they ran security for, like, at Trump rallies and shit. Like, there's a lot to dive into, but the, like, the end of this is that they got caught with like all their like ids and like even like the military id that you carry around to like get discounts at lowe's and shit they had that <laughs> on, like their passports and like uh, like the venezuelan government and maduro was just able to go on tv and say here are the american special forces operators uh that our fishermen were able to kick the ass of we, we and are the such a failed.
1: This this is not just the meltdown of these men. This is the meltdown. John Bolton has has like been like Tom Tom from Tom and Jerry. You know what I mean? In like trying to set up war with uh, with uh, Venezuela. Like he keeps just like setting it up. He's like. He's like the uh, um, the coyote. He's the coyote, and Venezuela is the roadrunner. And he keeps like getting like the shit kicked out of him every time he tries his little coup attempts.
0: Yeah, it's just you know, it's it was a uh, very you know real. It's probably the meltdown with the biggest consequences since all those motherfuckers are are there and um, they're like caught straight up busted uh, there's nothing anyone uh, can say that they're, that they're i i don't know there's no plausible deniability here they're just they're just done and like maybe if you're going to stage a coup in a foreign country like i don't care like what tra- kind of viral marketing you're gonna do i don't care what your instagram numbers are don't tweet it out beforehand only tweet it out after like do not at you know, John Krasinski and say, hey, yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: I've got some some good news for you. We're about to uh, we're about to get rid of him,
0: sir. <laughs> All right. So another funny one. Um, Elon Musk. Oh wow. Uh,
1: Elon Musk on day one was like losing his mind this May, and then he had a child. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yeah, so at one eleven on May second, actually, so it wasn't technically day one. He tweeted out again. This is I, this is Elon Musk, um, this maybe billionaire, you know, fake inventor who runs the Tesla company, who has gotten in trouble, massive trouble, you know, fined like thirty million dollars for sending out tweets about Tesla and its stock prices. Decided to do it again. He tweeted out. Tesla stock price is too high IMO Mm. and immediately Tesla stock price like, you know, dropped and all the replies to that tweet are like these Tesla believe true believers talking about how much money they've lost. People saying they lost like $10,000, a hundred
1: thousand dollars because Elon Musk, I mean, he's right when he's right. He's right. The, the stock yes. price is far too high.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: when he's right, he's right. The stock price is far too high. You're also leaving out, Leslie, that um, he, like, appeared to, like, give up all physical possessions in his uh, meltdown. He said he wanted to, like, sell his home and all the things he
0: owns. Yeah and you know I mean the stock price did recover because the stock market is you know a bunch of fake bullshit. Uh, the stock market rebounded and it's because we're
1: doubling down and reinvesting into an economy of infinite suffering.
0: You know, we're <laughs>
1: we're like going to see all the companies, you know, uh divest into like offering like private security uh and shit like that. Uh but let me see that. Here here's the uh This was on May 1st. This is what was on May 1st. And so this is what I was remembering, Leslie, even before his tweet about um, Tesla stock being worth too much. He said, I'm selling almost all physical possessions. will own no house. Um, Just one stipulation on sale. I own Gene Wilder's old house. It cannot be torn down or lose any of its soul. (laughs) Um, And then he posted, my girlfriend Grimes is mad at me. (laughs)
0: that's so funny to call like a woman like a two days away from giving birth to your child your girlfriend my gf when you're like 50 years old (laughs) is
1: this like 50 year old like mate like tool fan saying like my gf on the internet
0: (laughs) Um, but yeah, and I, I don't know if it really necessarily counts as a meltdown What Musk and Grimes, because she did give birth, what they named their child, uh, this series of letters and numbers. But I do want to point out that when Grimes got online to explain um, the name of her child, Elon Musk had to well actually her because That's she got part of it shit.
1: wrong. It's so funny. <laughs> About like what type of like plane it was about what
0: type of plane his daughter was named after musk he is a long term like player in meltdown that's a buy and hold right there that's a buy and hold right there Uh, he's not going anywhere
1: and i mean he might go to space but the meltdowns won't end like (laughs) elon musk might like be like starving to death like having overshot mars but he'll still be sending tweets back to us
0: the first person to
1: melt down in
0: (laughs) vaguely in the orbit of mars (laughs) um but you know speaking of other um men uh who are desperate uh to get away as far away as possible from their wives for some reason neil guyman and amanda palmer
1: so i don't even know all this shit like you know i i have every once in a while tried to like dive into neil Gaiman and amanda palmer discourse and i've discovered a little bit about it i don't really know who amanda palmer is i've seen videos of her doing poetry with some bad words uh in them and stuff like that um but leslie can you can you can you explain to me what the hell because this is some of the best drama that i see out there and her posts are very very bad
0: uh but who the hell is this person so all right so Amanda Palmer right so she's a musician she's uh, a musician I actually kind of like her music and she has a pretty big following and if you actually dive in and don't look at all the bad just the bad stuff she's done and the bad posts and harassing journalists for not going to her covering oh, her yes, music I or whatever that. yeah if you look past all that you can understand why there's a lot of people very passionate about her and her work. Um so I and, and I do want to point that out because I think, you know, the real villain of this meltdown is Neil Gaiman. but everybody's just bagging on Amanda Palmer just because She
1: sucks me- already.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, because I mean, it's not like Neil Ga- Gaiman doesn't suck already. I know.
1: Too. Hey, listen, I'm I I'm an I'm an objective observer. I'm a watu here. I'm like the watcher. <laughs> I don't know anything. I've never even read Sandman, which is like everyone's gonna get mad at me, whatever.
0: Oh, They're we'll do it on the show. Me. Don't get mad, Jack. We'll do it on <laughs> the show. It's it's very, very good. But that, so apparent so apparent so they had mentioned because they've been very they have an open relationship in every sense of the world word, by also meaning that they can, you know, in the bounds of their relationship, they can have relationships with other people, but also the fact that they post about their relationship all the time on sure. Twitter, which is like the corniest shit. Uh, possible you can possibly imagine and especially for two people who kind of have this you know aesthetic of being like super cool like hip you know non-traditional kind of even almost like a normie kind of punk rock thing going for them like for them to like be the nerds who like basically who like tweet back and forth with their spouses is is very kind of annoying but uh, they had tweeted earlier that during the quarantine that they were like not getting along <laughs> that well like it being have, actually having to be around each other all the time and one of the things if you follow them their relationship like they spent they do spend you know a lot of time apart in different places different countries sometimes and they had you know quarantined down in new zealand figured out that they didn't get along and so what neil Gaiman does you know instead i, I know this is according to amanda palmer i don't know how true it is because not everything she says is true um uh, but Gaiman hasn't denied it um he apparently, apparently, this you know, tension got so bad that Neil Gaiman, instead of say moving into the other wing of the house that they're renting, <laughs> moving you know to another rental house in the neighborhood, going to a hotel, he decided during a quarantine to fly from New Zealand to the UK, leaving his wife. And his young son, uh, in New Zealand, and which I, I gotta say, not not the best look. I I don't know what was going on with their relationship. Obviously, even though they post a lot about it, yeah. I, like, So I I feel you know a little bit icky trying to judge about it, but seems like that's the bad thing to do. But people got what people got really upset about stray enough is the fact that Amanda Palmer, like posted, made a blog post that this happened <laughs> that, right. yeah, like people, she said, you know, something like people keep messaging me, messaging me and asking me and sending me kind of words. So I'm just going to say what's going on. And it's that, you know, Neil, uh, and I are no longer uh, together. Um, he uh, flew to the UK, and everybody reported it as like Amanda Palmer divorces husband over Patreon, which is not technically. Well, I think what happened. I think flying to another country a <laughs> during bit the weirder, pandemic a
1: little weirder. Yeah, is
0: is a little bit more saying uh, I'm done with this marriage. Right, and then Neil Gaiman, who I, I have to say is very like. He has a very composed posting style. He's never going to be one who actually melts down. He basically just says, uh, yeah, well, I see that my wife has, um, uh, I see that Amanda has posted about our difficulties uh, in public, um, and I just uh, basically won't be saying anything about it. (laughs) That's basically um, what he did. But Amanda, she's very much... A super, super over, over, over sharer. And she's a woman. So she's kind of become like the villain in this narrative. Listen, I, I have to stand with posters always. And I don't know about this Amanda person. I don't know anything
1: else. You know, I've seen some some bad videos of her, but at least as far as this, I always stand with uh, the right to post uh, yeah. about anything.
0: <laughs> and, yeah. And the weird thing is, he is still posting, just not about like. His- abandoning his wife and child he's like quote tweeting like fan art and shit like that like so weird so he's weird like, like
1: this is supposed to be a shrine to me yeah. i don't want to post about like sh- the shit that makes me sad
0: no no i mean i i, I don't want to be too judgmental of the guy i don't know the situation i i, I don't want to be too judgmental about him but like it's it's happening. It's Meltdown May. And- it's Meltdown
1: May. This is these are these are you know catty episodes. These these Meltdown <laughs> yeah. May episodes. You know what I mean? Like uh, you come in here, you might catch a little bit of little Chelsea Handler. Might be a little Handler <laughs> around here. You know, it's a little bit Handler
0: life on the D list. Yeah, uh, that was that's D list isn't Handler. D list is. Uh, oh, that's Kathy Griffin. You're right. That's it's Kathy, Kathy Griffin. Griffin. Kathy Griffin. Kathy Griffin. D list. Yeah. So. Um, so that's Neil Gaiman and Amanda Palmer. I think they're going to be some more. I think they're going to run like a few more plays. Honestly, I, I don't this think, month, this month, I think I, I think, think you might, might be right. I think you might be right. I think we're going to see a little bit more. This is. Ongoing again, Neil is this is a you know,
1: developing meltdown. This yeah, is where this is a developing meltdown.
0: Yeah, Neil is keeping up very much, you know, the stiff upper lip. And the man Palmer's kind of like being like, uh, I have so many feelings, but you know, we're gonna see if you know, as the game goes on, if they you know, st- stick with the same play style or not. We'll, we'll yeah, see. all right, uh, we can just hope for more messiness. That's all. <laughs> All right, let's see. So getting into the slightly darker stuff. Slightly darker stuff. All right. So, folks, I don't know why this has to keep being said, why people seem to keep forgetting it. But George W. Bush is bad. Uh, You know, Leslie, that puts you
1: outside of the acceptable discourse for... Um, nearly every self-proclaimed leftist who wants to work uh, at a media organization, yeah, make and make and make <laughs> and make, eight, make six figures.
0: Yeah. Um. So a, a few people, um, had got caught in meltdown May because uh, George W. Bush, uh, piece of shit, war criminal. Um. You know, should be in the Hague. Absolutely, positively. Horrific, horrible person. I'm, I'm reading. I'm reading Shock
1: Doctrine right now, and I'm like, like, and seeing this George W. Bush shit go down. Like, while I'm reading about what happened in Iraq in Shock Doctrine, I'm like, this is you. Have, everybody needs to have their fucking heads checked, like for yeah. real. Like, this guy is responsible for like truly evil things, like. Yeah, so
0: he like post- Like
1: like the fucking—like the concentration camps we have right now, if they're, like, exclusively made for torture. Like, yeah. systematic torture of, like, 70%. You know what I mean? Like, it's crazy. Yeah,
0: and um. so he posted a really, like, bad kind of let's, video. Let's be clear here, too, because I think this is an important element of it, Leslie. He didn't post shit. He oh, yeah. didn't
1: post anything. Yeah. Like the fucking George W. Bush library like cut together like some voiceover from George W. Bush. Uh, like over imagery, uh, like of like people with cor- like, and actually pretty exploitative and like ugly video, <laughs> like kind yeah. of uh, use like you know that is basically just like like a Nike commercial, like any of the fucking commercials we see on TV for like
0: Best Western or fucking whatever, <laughs> like yeah, using like frontline workers with Joyce yeah W Bush's voice saying something, basically saying, oh, it's time for us to stand together but apart, you know, state, you know. Stay, stay the course, whatever fucking dumbass bullshit that George W. Bush says. Remember when we thought he was dumb? Remember when that was the number one thing we said about him? That's a really wild thing, Leslie, is that, like, this was
1: passed around, like, weirdly not at, not even, like, this is a really important message, and I didn't used to like him, but, like, you know, I like him now. It was being passed around as, like, man, wouldn't it be good to have somebody who, a president who, like, knew how to speak again? I'm like, are you talking about fucking George W. Bush? Like, how short <laughs> do you all think our like memories are? Like, this is the guy that was like Macation and shit. Like, hit the whole thing with George W. Bush as he couldn't speak. Then he was an uninspiring speaker. Like, yeah.
0: <laughs> goofy, maudlin shit from you know the worst war criminals in the world is like catnip to a certain kind of liberal. Um, and a few of them, you know, had to have little had little mini meltdowns um, because they posted, you know, positive things about George W. Bush, and everyone was like, "Hey, he's a fucking war criminal. You don't have to hand it to him." And they just like would not understand why you can't do this. Even how bad, you know, it doesn't matter how bad Trump you think Trump is, you should not be posting good things about George W. Bush because that's just how you end up with Trump. So one of the first people to do it, former congresswoman from uh, CA25, Katie Hill. Now, you may kind of recognize that name because she was caught in this really bizarre scandal and had to uh resign after her husband, uh, who's like a uh, Trump guy, like yeah. did, like revenge porn on her he, he like, did revenge porn blackmail. on, her. yeah, but the and the revenge porn, but the revenge porn was with like her with like one of her staffers, so it was, like, it's like it's a whole lot it's of a weird whole thing. Stuff. it's the whole thing, a whole whole thing, and you and for some reason. Um, She decided that it was the time to, like, you know, say something good about Bush when she saw this video. Jeez, I just saw a clip of this fucking video. They actually have fucking black, little black kids from New Orleans in, like, yeah, a no, parade. It's really Oh, my up. fucking God. No, That's Leslie, so this, is,
1: this video is, like, extra fucked up. And oh it's my. coming out at a time when there's a ton of, like, never-Trump Republican super PACs, like, starting to make videos and stuff like that. Like, this video's more than just, like you know, silly and annoying. It's like ugly. It's part of a, like a concerted effort to like rewrite what George W. Bush's legacy is and like actually kind of like absolve the Republican Party of like the racist shit that they've done. Like and consign it to being just
0: a Trump thing. It's well, fucked up. Yeah, well the first meltdown was, you know, Katie Hill, she got a the video with In a million years I never thought I'd be crying watching this, thinking how much better we'd all feel if Bush was president today? Why? Why would you feel why? That? Why? That's
1: what I have to ask, is, like, why? And also, like, the thing is about all this, is, like, like, uh, why do people, like, it's a fucking video with a piano track. You know what I mean? Like that's the thing is like you are sort of like conditioned. It's like the same as like the videos with like the Sarah McLachlan music of all the sad dogs and shit like that. Like slow motion black and white footage with sad music is like conditioning. It's conditioned. You're conditioned to like feel emotional at that. Like legit. If they cut together trump audio of him saying somewhat inspiring stuff to piano music and put it over first responders it would have the same emotional impact on you except maybe that you're more like acutely aware of the ugly things trump is doing so like that is exactly why this is so like you know it's like you're there. People aren't just just as conscious as to like all the ugly things Bush did, and so they're like, "This is inspiring to me." In the same way that like a Nike ad is
0: inspiring to me. The key part about Meltdown May is that is the double down. If you don't double down, is not really. A high, high level meltdown. Uh, and, but she did double down, uh, and she said, "You know, to the people who are mad about this tweet, are you really saying that you wouldn't feel better if Bush were in the office instead of Trump?" We're talking about relativity here. Not that I think for one second Bush was a good president. That's dot 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 the point. And a few minutes later, I apologize that this seemed dismissive of the horrors of the Bush years in which I was an, <laughs> in which I was an LGBT teenage girl who knew many people who served and died in the wars they're still not over well as long as you remember the stuff that directly affected uh you um mm. i guess that's what matters maybe it's true that in the end his legacy will still be worse uh than trump's but the fact that this and Oh, my God, dude. But the fact that this is even a conversation or an inkling of a thought when so many of us thought it could never get worse than Bush is something we should all be crying over. It's a conversation because you started it. The, The fact that we all thought things couldn't
1: get worse than Bush and they did shouldn't make us like be happy with Bush. It should make us like. Realize that things are that much fucking worse. Like, things were bad under Bush, and they're that much worse. That doesn't mean we should, like, pine for when things were bad.
0: Yeah, and and I don't even think it's necessarily fair to say, like, things are so much worse. Because it depends on who you're fucking talking about and which situation and how. And, like, also the fact that the president is not the only... you know, determining factor. Well, of what's I would bad say and what's not
1: a lot of a lot of things are worse uh, than they were under Bush um, because of like decisions and policies put in place under Bush, <laughs> like that. Like yeah. those policies have like continued to like wreak havoc, like privatizing you know public industry, uh, public uh, uh, services and things like that. Like a lot of that started and became accelerated under Bush, and so yeah, yeah like you know maybe the Bush presidency is worse because things are so much more horrendous now.
0: Yeah, yeah. So it's just, I mean, just completely bizarre thing uh, to do. The post, like, even when people are like re- telling you, like, "Hey, do you remember Abu Ghraib? Hey, all those people who they had their nudes leaked too, except they were taken without consent and they were being tortured at the same time." Katie, you know, right. like, what the fuck? Like, I don't understand how anybody like actually decides that what I'm going to do today as someone. Known as like being on the left, broadly speaking, is say good things about George W. Bush, not even like I like this video, like because we did get a lot of that during the Obama era, because Obama and Bush were friends. We would get like, oh, it's nice to see us, you know, come be united and come together. But this isn't even about unity. This is about saying, oh, I wish George Bush were president right now. That's not what you're supposed to fucking say. Say you wish fucking Obama was president right now. If you're yeah. to say something. <laughs> you don't have to do this for Bush.
1: I don't know why everybody knows. Like, every people should be savvy enough to know that, like this is a campaign that's being done and you don't need to be like a part of it. You know what I mean? Like this is a campaign that's being done and think about like what the, you know, what the like advantages of a campaign like that being done are. It only is to like help
0: the Republican credit to Katie. At least she backed off at a certain point And like, just at least she kind of understood like why people were mad at her. But Right. <sighs> Someone who had a much worse meltdown about the same fucking awful video, uh, Mehdi Hassan of uh, The Intercept, a uh, mm-hmm. columnist, writer, journalist. If you notice, we haven't mentioned him on the show as much, uh, as much as like other intercept people like Glenn, Greek, Glenn Greenwald and Jeremy Scahill because that's because uh, I have no respect for Mehdi uh, <laughs> because I mean, because he got fa- he got kind of famous and you know liked on left circles and i've actually had like uh, you know arguments with you know people who i you know agree with on most things about um you know his value as a journalist because see he's one of these people who gets over as being extremely intelligent because he's like quick on his feet to ask questions and he talks fast and people <laughs> I, I think mostly white people mistake that for intelligence, so much. No, he just like can memorize a bunch of facts that he can needle people on, and that makes him look like a tough, smart, brilliant journalist. But a lot of the times, the questions he's asking people are completely irrelevant shit that doesn't don't mean anything. And also, it's all a performance in TV anyway, so it ultimately kind of doesn't uh, matter. Um, I, I'm not a fan of him. I, like the real, the real. Thing that turned me off of him is I was listening to uh, Jeremy Scahill's podcast and they were doing a live show and Mediasan. I swear to God, I swear to God. Now this is an Intercept audience. This is not Pod Save America. This is the Intercept. That these people tend to be a little bit more serious, a little bit more left wing than you know the average, you know, blue, uh, you know, liberal uh, Democrat, right? And he make he swear to God, he calls Trump like. Cheat, Cheeto Mussolini on stage. Oh my god, to dead silence, and then he 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 waits for a beat for the laughs. There's dead silence because the intercept audience is not, you know, is not down with that. And then he says, Oh, come on, I guess it's a tough crowd, huh? Oh my god, that's just like that's just not a funny joke, it's a hack joke, and it's like. It, I, I just felt so like secondhand embarrassed for all like the great panelists who uh, panelists who are up there and he's just like doing like very very low level like Trevor Noah like Trevor No Trevor Noah wouldn't like try to get that one over in front of his own uh, audience so uh, Medi with this Bush thing um, well
1: Medi has been since you know Joe Biden has uh Become the presumptive assuming oh, yeah. nominee. He's, since he, since he's become the pre, like since the mo, like the very second that it looked like Biden would become the nominee, he like got Noam Chomsky on like Skype to be like, Everybody has to vote for Biden. <laughs> like he's like, And everyone has to vote for Biden, don't they? Don't they? Don't they? And he's like, yeah. Sure, I guess so. It's fine.
0: And now and he keeps throwing that in everyone faces who's saying, like, actually, we're not going to vote for Biden. Fuck Biden. And he's been on one for that, but that was more the meltdown May preseason. Right. You know, the real season started uh, for Medi on May the 2nd when talking about the same Bush video says, I defer to no one in my loathing for George W. Bush, who one day I hope will face justice for his lies, war crimes, and torture. But, and there is a but, sorry, Can you imagine Donald Trump putting out a message or video like this? Can you? Um, I actually can.
1: And I think that they actually do put out videos like that. If you go on like Team Trump, because it's very easy to cut videos like that. Nobody pretends to be inspired by them because like... There's not a campaign to rehabilitate Trump
0: right now. (laughs) Trump could hire the same team who made that crappy video for Bush. Like, it's, it's, there's nothing special about making that video. Like, George Bush wasn't fucking in like final cut, like, (laughs) putting that together. He didn't write the words either. Uh, And, and, you know, the follow ups, uh, to be clear, I'm not trying to whitewash George W. Bush or his awful, vicious presidency. On the contrary, I'm saying that even a lying war criminal gets to come across as a half-decent, compassionate human leader next to the sociopathic and soulless Trump. The levels of disingenuousness, dumbness, bad faith, and pointless attempts at point scoring in some of the comments below this thread of mine makes me want to both... Both and cry at the same time. He forgot a word. I think he was supposed to say both laugh and cry. That's when you know the meltdown is happening. I think he meant to start... say nut.
1: I think he was gonna say nut. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> that is accurate because he's definitely a guy who likes riling. He is he is one of the people who does like riling up people and getting people mad at him because he, he, it makes him feel like superior for to some reason. He's, yeah, he's like, and also I think also frankly because he wants to fucking. Like the,
1: this. This is part of like the in-group signaling of getting in with like of bigger course, media yes, organizations. Yes. Is like being like you know oh the Bernie people hate me. Hmm. Yeah, exactly. It, isn't it? Uh, isn't it such a? Isn't it such a pain to wear a suit in your avatar, have a check mark,
0: and have Bernie people get upset with you? Doesn't that bother you too, Stephanie? Rule. It's, I swear to God. The application for MSNBC, you probably just can like screenshot your minchies and put them yeah. in there, yeah, and then yeah, they yeah. decide they hire yeah. you based on if if the same people who yell at uh Joy Reed yell at you too, oh mm-hmm. you're in. Mm-hmm. You're obviously Yeah. Good you're people. in. Yeah, Many, uh, uh Many also had his follow-up. His meltdown
1: went for some time, and he had like the funniest follow-up I've ever seen anyone do. And it really is like the sort of like single image. It's like why this. This, 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 like, this, you know, threading the needle he's trying to do just doesn't work because it gets you to this point where he's like, oh, for fuck's sake, you can be a sane warmonger. Yeah. You can be a <laughs> warmonger, but be an okay human being to your friends and family. You can be a warmonger and be able to handle a domestic public health crisis. Trump is a warmonger like most presidents, but none of those other things, too. <sighs>
0: Jesus Christ. I felt like my soul just left my body. I'm like, he dude,
1: Maddie, like, you're actually writing that out, and, like, you feel okay with that? <laughs> and, you, and you feel okay calling everyone else, like, dumb and stupid and disingenuous. Oh, for fuck's sake. You could be a sane—it's like, it really lays out—it really, like, lays clean, like, what the opposition—like, what like, what everyone is upset about, and it is, like— that he like is mean. He sucks. Like Trump is like too. He's like
0: not nice to his like family. <laughs> yeah, I would, I would highly recommend if you haven't listened to our episode uh, titled uh, "Every President Was Racist." Oh yeah. Um, please, uh, with Margaret Kimberly, uh, pre, please do because we kind of go through the idea that like d- this rehabbing the old presidents and saying the new one is so much worse than the other is just of course bullshit. Like no. I don't think Trump is the worst president of all time because we've had presidents that have owned slaves. And like
1: genocide and shit. Yeah like for real like it's like yeah yeah, and like also you know this thing I think that there's this weird project to make Trump like uniquely the worst president that could ever exist or whatever and I'm like I actually think that that's dangerous to try to separate out Trump from the rest of the Republicans like Hillary Clinton tried to do that and like the fact of the matter is this Trump thing is like He ran on what the Republican Party like had become like if you listen to talk radio in the lead up to Trump like it sounded like Trump. You know what I mean? Like, Uh I think it's really not smart to try to separate Trump from the rest of the Republican Party when they like built this
0: and this is what they are. Because also you're just creating space for people who are just as bad as Trump, but just like performatively say he's bad. All the never Trumpers just as bad as Trump. Some some worse. So worse, the worst. worse than you are, all these people are
1: fucking counting like Bill Crystal as being on their side, like the architects of the Iraq war. Like, it's like I don't even fucking know. Like, you know, it's fine. They would like they would happily run like uh, Condoleezza Rice. Like that is like they would be telling it. Yeah, it's just wild. They would run Mitt Romney and say, like, it is like you have to choose, you have to vote the lesser evil and vote for Mitt Romney. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I. I. I posted this out before. This is like Medi is a big lesser evil kind of argument guy. But is there any Republican that exists that would not be like an existential danger to the country if they became president? Like, is there any Republican that would not like set us back? Is there any Republican that it wouldn't be a danger if they were in power when Ruth Bader Ginsburg died, for example? You know what I mean? Like, and is there any Democrat who's bad enough? that it wouldn't work that it wouldn't work for the other side of a lesser evil argument. And if you think that if you like actually kind of think like can you name anyone where like they wouldn't make the lesser evil argument? I can't. I cannot think of like any two names where they wouldn't be making the exact same argument. And so it's like it's not about fucking Trump and how Trump is uniquely a danger to this country. It's just about like vote blue no matter who. Yeah.
0: And you know, um you can say that without defending Bush. You can say Trump is the worst president ever without just without mentioning Bush. You can just do that, right? You you could just right. say you could hype up Trump as the worst thing ever. Yes, our us little lefties would, would push push back a little bit, but you know what the fuck ever. But you could do it without trying to rehab Bush and defend Bush and protect Bush, and it's just um, awful. And people should stop doing it. And um, it is definitely definitely something we're going to see more of it's definitely something we're going to see more of in this season of meltdown may i think i think it's possible
1: that you'll see george w bush do a campaign event with joe biden (laughs) (laughs) can you not imagine it leslie george w bush appearing on like
0: webcam with joe biden in his little basement there or i mean it might just be some cherry thing it might be not not framed as explicitly uh, a campaign event yeah. 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 Uh But yeah, I could see that. And that would definitely bring meltdowns on both sides. Like people would <laughs> lose their shit on both, you know, both, you know, liberals trying to defend it. Leftists like saying, fuck this. I would fucking lose my mind if that happened and people were like, oh, yeah. okay with that. Oh yeah. Um uh, like I yeah, they mean will be. They I will mean, be. I mean Bush is no he's not as bad as like Joe Rogan or anything, <laughs> but I would expect um people to at least draw that line and saying no campaigning, uh, direct campaigning with uh, George W. Bush. You know,
1: I don't know. You got all the Bush supporters, so you got Bill Crystal as a big uh Biden fan.
0: All right, and we've mentioned Biden and does the last you know segment of you know the meltdowns that are going on and this is the darkest one these these get like like darker than you can imagine if you haven't seen Leslie uh, the-
1: we should say, you know, we should even. We'll give you trigger warning. I, when I what I sometimes say on the morning shows, you just have to say trigger warning Biden. Biden. <laughs> All you have to do is say trigger warning Biden, and people can uh leave if they if they want to not hear about the things that Biden has done.
0: Well, really, I'm going to say trigger warning Kurt Eichenwald. Uh, oh, you know God. that name? You know some fucked up shit. You know to coming? tune out. Yeah, you you know some fucked up shit is coming. We're going to handle him uh later. We're going to start with. Um, the light rape apology, (laughs) uh, first, um, so Alyssa Milano, we Mm. actually talked about her on last year's Meltdown May episode. So last time it was the Meltdown was about when she declared, um, unilaterally that they were going to do a sex strike, uh, to present in order to protect, um, access to abortion in Georgia. Yeah. And, you know, people push back on that because she wasn't rich. She didn't really think it through or talk to activists on the ground. And when activists tried to contact her, she was a little bit condescending and mean and not really wanting to listen. Eventually, she did. But, you know, she did get mentioned on that Meltdown Me episode. It's kind of having a meltdown, but it wasn't like the worst thing in the world. She is doing the worst thing in the world now, though, as someone who promotes herself as being a feminist, pro women pro victim uh, pro victims voices. she had is continuing to you know loudly uh, you know not only support Joe Biden but you know defend him against uh, uh, the charges of Tara Reed and basically you know said and she no not, not basically she literally said um, Tar Reed the terror Reed accusation was a smear campaign against Joe Biden. Now she kind of took a step back from that for a little bit for like a week. And then she was back on one again. And here's the tricky thing she did. She wrote an op-ed like which is just absolute fucking gibberish because the the cognitive dissonance that has to go on your head when your uh Mrs. times up. Writing an op-ed defending sitting, someone. sitting.
1: Your your missus like sit behind Kavanaugh during his confirmation to get on TV. Writing an op-ed to be like this woman is a liar, <laughs> yeah. and not even mentioning Tara Reid by name too.
0: Yeah, and so I mean it, it's gibberish; it doesn't make any fucking sense. But the thing that I know about it was that she posted it on April twenty ninth, just two days before Meltdown May. In hopes that we wouldn't uh, light her ass up again, I think you can't say that Alyssa
1: Milano doesn't uh, learn from uh, from past mistakes. You know what I mean. You got to keep these things out of May. By the way, how is the sex strike going? Is it uh is abortion still illegal or have people had sex? What's what's going on?
0: Yeah. All right, uh, but enough picking on Alyssa Milano because other people have tried have decided uh, to throw themselves in front of the bullets that should be catching uh, Joe Biden. Other. It's so it's so dark. It's so dark. It's so fucking oh, dark. The, uh,
1: the, the Joe Biden discourse. This is the black pill election. Leslie, this is the election that challenges you uh, to keep paying attention. Like because it's like this is like as dark as an election can get. It's like like are, can you really still keep paying attention to politics even if it's going to be like this? Uh, yeah. We have to say yes. All right. So
0: um, Ava DuVernay. Oh, my God. So Ava DuVernay, I I think I mentioned on the show before that I always found her to be a completely like a, a for she, she started, she started in PR. She started mm-hmm. in PR. And, she's and I very think she good still works PR. in PR. Yes, she still is a primarily a PR person more than a film uh, director. And that's not, like, a knock on her. I, I I think I said on early episodes, like, I wish she was on the left. She would be, like, really good for us if we could, like, get her over to the side. Now, she, you know... I, she, you know, firmly came down on not doing that uh, this election cycle. She's usually been p- pretty careful with her political statements, not really picking a side. But for some reason, this year she decided to say, you know, basically fuck Bernie Sanders, which is whatever, whatever. If you don't like Bernie Sanders, fine, fucking whatever. If that's the thing you want to do. I don't give a
1: shit do. anymore. Maybe I don't like Bernie Sanders <laughs> Yeah, Not in the same weird way, but I don't give a fuck. Yeah, I, don't I like I, this like, guy. I don't give like, a fuck. I'm not,
0: like, I'm not <laughs> mad at him because he won it. To make care for all yeah, happen, I'm not <laughs> like no, yeah. I'm but at that... I mean, He and I have beef in other, in other areas, but it's okay. Yeah, but um, this you know poster, uh, Sasha Stone awards daily. Uh, who, who's you know terrible? Pretty...
1: That's like since 2016, like a insane anti-Bernie account.
0: Yeah, she's pretty bad, but she also posts like movie stuff too, and she's verified. I don't know. I, I, the Ava thing bothered me a lot more. So Sasha Stone basically quote tweet quote tweet our good friend um, Brian Joy. Gray, who was I mean, if we could go down the list because there was another meltdown happening towards Brianna by some other blue check, basically mad at her for talking about Tara <laughs> Reed. Reed basically said, you know, we should have concerns about, you know, having a nominee who has a credible allegation of sexual assault against him. And Sasha Stone uh says, you know, credible in air quotes assault is probably the talking point sent around by Team Bernie, which is actually Team Trump. You guys, this is exactly why you lose and why you will always lose going forward. You are making more enemies than supporters. Your movement is becoming deeply hated. Now, that's just, like, bonkers to say that you think that the Tyree thing is a memo being sent by, like, the Bernie organization, which is the same as Team Trump. That's just a bonkers thing that no one should be engaging with. Ava DuVernay who is, you know, a high-profile, A-list director. I'm not saying she's good, but she's high-profile. She, you know, responded with, um, because the tweet said, your movement is becoming deeply hated. She's responding with, uh, sarcastically, becoming, uh, you know, saying that, you know, yes, the Bernie Sanders movement is deeply hated. Ava is and basically all the saying, weird shit. I hate shit. poor people. I hate, yeah. She's <laughs> like, I hate
1: poor people. I hate them. I do hate them already.
0: And when people push back on her saying, you know you're you like they're talking about like sexual assault against a woman like and she's making some weird conspiracy to like cover for joe biden um she just started blocking people which she normally does not do like that kind of hit her i think in the image that she's trying to pre- portray for herself this is not the mess that she's supposed to get in she's supposed to be a pr person She is not supposed to be in there throwing herself in front of joe biden like fucking stacy abrams thirsty ass is trying to be vp that's not supposed to be ava so it was really like it, it 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 really upset a lot of people uh to see her like be that petty and nasty about something like that it's serious and like that she says that she cares about like she markets herself as a director who's telling the stories of the oppressed and for her to just like gloss over that to be to be like, make fun of Bernie for whatever fucking reason is off brand. And even though it was just one word, I have to count it as a meltdown.
1: I give it a meltdown too. And you know, it's, uh, you know, uh, uh, they, all the rich people really, really, really feel like very, very good about defeating Bernie. I don't think they feel good about Joe Biden. But they all feel really, really good about defeating Bernie. And good for them. I'm happy they get to feel that way.
0: I don't know if that, if that's really it. I think it's more that this is a break in the facade of Ava DuVernay. And I think I've seen breaks in the facades of a lot of celebrities who are very you know, controlled with their posting. And that's why this Meltdown May has been so exceptional so far. Because of the quarantine. They're not getting... Their life force from, you know, they, all these, these, most of these, you know, celebrities, they live off, you know, the adulation, the fame, the feeling that they're doing something important with their Netflix documentary, the award shows, you know, the interviews. Now they're just like sitting at their home. They don't have, they don't have a makeup team and they're doing fucking Zoom calls and pretending that (laughs) it's a TV show. Like, how, like, how horrible, like, I feel so, I actually do feel sorry for, like, a lot of famous people I, I'm sure they're really struggling no matter how rich they are because they still have to sit at fucking home and like be deprived of the thing that drives them and their life and they don't know when it's gonna end when it's gonna come back if it's gonna come back like this might be it there just might not be directors anymore and David DuVernay has to sit there and then she, that, that one moment of weakness she responds to this person to who awards
1: was, daily of all people some Shitty fucking checkmark anti-Bernie account.
0: Because of course Ava agrees with everything that account says all the time. She just is you know smart enough and savvy enough not to ever let it be made public. But this time, this she she slipped up, and I think we're going to see a lot more of it through May, through meltdown. May
1: I agree? I agree. I think the celebrities are uh, deeply, deeply in need uh, of
0: attention at this time, and I think it might cause them to slip up. <sighs> all right, so. Here's the worst one, the darkest one. I, and this one is so dark that I'm actually shocked that the tweets are still up. Like, I think this is literally like terms of service violation level of meltdown. Kurt Eichenwald. For people who don't know who Kurt Eichenwald is, he's a writer, a journalist, um, I think the biggest thing he did was he wrote the book that the film uh, "The Informant" was based off of, um, which will be shocking to a lot of people who are familiar with Kurt Eikenwall for his, you know, more recent work that they he actually wrote. They should do a sequel. Wrote... They should
1: do a sequel to "The Informant." <laughs> yes, he
0: wrote a book uh, a b- that was made into a real movie. Is actually kind of shocking. Yeah. Um. But he's mostly known for um numerous. Also, pretty dark online controversies. Maybe the light, most lighthearted one that you might know him from is that he post He was posting like a screenshot of his screen, and he posted the whole screen with the tabs in it. And one of the tabs was of uh, hentai. Technical <laughs> hent- porno hentai. No, no, it actually was not tentacle porn, from what I understand. That's another. That's part of the lie that he told to get oh. out of it. So he po- it, it had hentai in it, and people were like, "Hey, you posted hentai," ah, ah, and they were making fun of him because they already knew him from his other, you know, kind of silly things. And his defense, I swear to God, was that actually, I the only reason I looked it up is because I was telling my family about this thing called tentacle porn, and they didn't believe me that it existed, so I went to try and show them. Completely, ridiculously untrue, because uh, somebody actually said that, that hentai is actually not tentacle porn hentai, and it was actually like a page where you read like elite read the scanlations. You read the manga. It's not like a Google image search for tentacle porn would bring you would necessarily bring you to that page. Uh, so just like. Completely weirdo and liar for i I mean I mean not weirdo he's not weirdo for looking at hentai. There's nothing wrong with looking this for hentai. Is the least, li-
1: this is the least thing that's wrong uh, that has any issue with uh with uh Kurt Eichenwald. Because by the way, you know, also it was not tentacle porn, it was like actually pretty vanilla hentai as I'm yeah, looking at very, it now. Fairly so I wanna, it's fairly vanilla hentai. It's just a guy that's into hentai. Now Kurt also has uh uh slightly more um exotic. Tastes uh, uh, as well. I don't you might think that's say.
0: the word uh, we could
1: use. So, uh, so there's a story. Basically, Kurt was a a writer at the New York Times. Is that right? He was like writing at the New York Times, like an opinion writer or something. I think or... we should
0: mention that he has worked for various, high, very high profile organizations New York Times, Newsweek, all of which demanded uh, basically that he take their names out yeah. of his bio. On yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: Um so Kurt got into a bit of a sticky situation when he was doing reporting on child pornography that in his telling he searched for Interpol fraud one day on Google and accidentally found himself on a child pornography website um and and then became involved in reporting on child pornography by basically posing as a person who wants to buy child pornography by, by being a person who was purchasing child pornography. So Kurt Eichenwald spent like $2,000 to work with a source and basically like funded the relaunch of a child pornography website. There are like chat logs and shit where he's like telling the kid like what to wear and stuff like that. But, you know, in my opinion, and I don't want to say, you know, I can't really speak for Kurt Eichenwald, but having read about it, It seems like Kurt did a little more than reporting in this story and got uh, maybe a little too deep into the story a little bit and then maybe tried to retcon it all into um, reporting or something like that. He had the kid give him back the $2,000 that he gave him because, like, he can't pay a source. Um, Anyways, it got uh, Kurt. Kicked out of uh, the New York Times because of his uh, very ethically, you know, at the most charitable, the most charitable thing you can say it was very ethical, ethically dubious reporting on child pornography.
0: So here's, I mean, he actually won an award, the Payne Award for Ethics in Journalism, for that story. Uh, for preserving the edit- the editorial integrity of an important story while reaching out to assist his source. But it was not revealed until later, uh, two years later, that he actually had paid uh, $2,000 yeah. for this enterprise that this kid was involved in where he was posting uh, videos of himself as an underage uh, teen. And, you know, another controversy. You probably heard about this one if you haven't heard about the others. Kirkwall is the he has epilepsy, um, but he claimed that he was given a uh, he because Kirkwall, I, I should know, he makes a lot of annoying po- posts and people get mad at him, and he claims that a GIF that someone sent him caused him to have an epileptic seizure, and then within like a few minutes of that GIF being sent. Um, someone claiming to be his wife posted from his account, uh, the tweet, uh, this is Kurt's wife. Uh, the gift you sent him, uh, just gave him a seizure. Now I want to kind of tread carefully here. Now, Leslie, this went to court. Uh, The guy is actually being charged, was actually charged for sending the gift. So I'm not saying Kurt's lying but he has lied about a lot of things before. And he also said, by the way, in the child pornography thing, there are messages he doesn't
1: remember sending because he says his seizures make him into like a Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde. Yeah. He, he has like an that.
0: alternate personality. Yes, he did say that. He did say that. And okay. he also and he also uh, and this guy is going was going to trial as as late as this, I think the court date was December. This is a real person being arrested and charged with like assault and claiming that the GIF is a deadly weapon. Um, And Kurt's story is that he saw this GIF, GIF, he had the seizure, and within, like, five minutes, his wife called the police 911 to come and, you know, help him, and also got on his Twitter account to post about how the GIF uh, caused him a seizure within a few minutes. Now, I'm going to say if my wife, you know, had a seizure... One of the first things I would do would not be logging into her Twitter
1: account. Let me check her Menchies. Let me check her Menchies. Did anybody send her something? here? You know what I mean? Like, so, you know, um, I don't believe Kurt on this one. I don't believe Kurt on on that particular one. And I also don't believe uh, that he has an alternate personality that causes him to be uh, a pedophile. Um, You know, Kurt, I think, is maybe an unreliable narrator a little bit.
0: Well, he well, Kurt would you know take offense to that, um, that framing, but he has no problem calling other people liars. That's right. He posted the most depraved, the most depraved anti-Terry thing I've seen from anyone. Not not even even worse than the trolls who show up in more your more than mentions.
1: like the K Hive.
0: Yeah, worst, like if you anybody who's posted about the story knows that if you post about it, like you'll get at least like five replies from people calling Terry a liar, calling you a Trump supporter, et cetera, et cetera. You they're like they have like basically they have like a swarm that are swarming everyone who uh talks about this story and who believes Terry Reed. Mm-hmm. Kurt Eichenwald, who is a professional journalist, he is bio says New York Times best selling author um he has a new book out called a mind unraveled uh, which is um uh, very very appropriate he posted an uh, a extremely long thread repeatedly calling Tara reed an outright liar an outright liar um saying and like it's angry and it's threatening and it's insulting like he literally like threatens her he says like you're going to go to jail you're going to rot in hell i'm gonna i'm gonna fucking you know destroy you like all this like really dark stuff towards tari for no unnecessary no fucking reason no one's asking for oh well twenty thousand people retweeted it uh faved it so i guess some people were Uh, did want to see uh, something like this but were too chicken shit to post it themselves Um, but yeah it's just one of the most evil things i've ever read he wraps in his story of being you know sexually assaulted in it in order to prove that terror prove air quotes that somehow tara reed is lying about her assault is just one of the ugliest things you'll ever see It will hands down, I think a lot of people don't even, it's so dark that people don't even want to put it under Meltdown May. Because that will kind of spoil the season to call this like a part. But this
1: is what the season is about. It's about all the Meltdowns. It's every single one. Even when they're dark
0: as this. You have to look at all of them. Yeah, and uh, the last tweet is, and as for you, terror, please know you will be getting the attention you so dearly crave, and hopefully, it will be when you have your perp walk for filing a false report recently. Okay, Just utterly like depraved, want, and discussed. like I, I've been seeing a lot of that
1: lately too. Is like people want like Katie Halper arrested. <laughs>
0: Right. These pe is so sick. It is just the darkest shit you can imagine. Especially, especially. My God, what was the point of Me Too? What was the point of Time's What like so many people are asking that? Who who said who posted it? It was a celeb who posted that basically. Oh, yeah, Rose McGowan did. Oh, Rose uh, post, has
1: been posting good stuff.
0: Yeah, po- Rose has been posting di- good stuff, but she finally like started like calling out the Democrats and saying, like, what the fuck? Why do I why have, have I been supporting these people they don't believe in anything they didn't but like she knew that like time's up was bullshit but i think maybe she believed in general the idea of me too and the skin and now obviously she did she was a big part of it but uh and she saw like you know the uh c uh was caa's involvement with time's up even though yeah. they were like part of the problem Yeah, part of the problem and she just like was just straight up like i'm not fucking democrat anymore um because of of this like this is like you as you said this is like black pill shit for it's the
1: black pill election for everybody like this is like the wild it's like truly wild what biden is running on openly and explicitly is like nihilism and like wanting to return to the past like People have been starting to be like, oh, Blue Maga is like annoying, but I swear to God – Blue maga is so real. Like this is the same. They're like the Trump people like and the Trump people didn't even get this depraved until like October 2016. Like yeah. we are in April 2020 and they're already at the point where like the like I would let Trump grab me by the pussy. You know what I mean? Like well, they didn't get there till October on the GOP yeah. side.
0: We're there in April like and we have 6 months left to go. Like it's dark. I think it's going to get worse. I want you to head down to your bookie and you take the fucking over on meltdown. mate. you take yeah, take the over on number of meltdowns. Put it all on the over, um, because it's take the over and the spread. Fucking parlay. The month
1: may never end.
0: This the may, over, this, this the meltdown spread, may, might go till the, tip the next. Off. Yeah, take it all. Parlay that shit. You're gonna get your money back. Well, that was struggle session. Have a good goodbye.